Welcome to Colorado State University's podcast, The Audit, where host Stacy Nick talks with CSU faculty about topics ranging from their latest research to current events. A lot has changed over the years since Colorado State University first partnered with the National Western Stock Show when it began in 1906. Over the decades, it's become not only about selling livestock, but about selling potential livestock, thanks to genetics and the seed stock industry. For almost 50 years, the CSU seed stock merchandising team has been part of that endeavor, working to breed bulls and heifers with specific genetic traits to create the best cattle possible. Sam Cunningham is an assistant professor of animal sciences and faculty advisor for the CSU seed stock merchandising team. Today I'm talking with Cunningham about the increasing importance of genetics in the future of the livestock industry and the seed stock merchandising team's role in that future. Hi Sam, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. For the average person, the National Western Stock Show is a chance to to check out a rodeo, maybe wear some cowboy boots, and, and maybe it's the only time that they get to see cattle up close. But this event is also about big business. Can you give listeners, maybe who might not be as familiar with the stock show, a short explainer of the stock part of the stock show? I'm happy to have this conversation. I grew up on the National Western Stock Show grounds, displaying and offering my family's cattle. And so I'm very fortunate to be in a role here at CSU where I get to do cool things like interact with the public, share the agriculture story, and then also share genetics that have been part of CSU's story for hundreds of years. So the stock part of Stock Show um, plays into the fact that we get to be on the grounds of the Denver National Stockyards where Hundreds of thousands of cattle were traded off trains and in wooden plank pens years and years before. And while those wooden plank pens are gone, we are fortunate to have beautiful modern facilities and a place to share stories of these traditions and this heritage. And so the livestock that you'll see when you visit Stock Show, it could be young 4-H and FFA members on the hill exhibiting their junior market or junior breeding stock. So you'll see anything from goats to fat steers, poultry, pretty much anything in between. And you'll also see breeders from across the country, and we do have exhibitors that come and join us from Canada, exhibiting cattle as well. And so they're offering genetics and that represent their ranch, and it could be their family story. And perhaps maybe some of those are first-generation farmers and ranchers that are writing their story. And so it's really neat to see folks from all over come together from different places with different stories, but to help continue the tradition of National Western. Now, in the yards where you'll find um, CSU exhibiting cattle, that is a tribute and a throwback, if you will, to those early days of the stockyards. And this is the only place in the country where we get to have a show like this. And so breeders, again, will come from across North America to exhibit, but we also have lots of international folks that visit us during the 16 days in January that National Western is sharing its grounds with the public. And so there we will show groups of cattle either as three or as five or as 10 head. And again, as exhibitors, this is our business and it's part of our livelihood, but this is also a homecoming for many of us. So I will get to see folks that I only maybe see once a year. And so that's fun from a friendship and a relationship standpoint, but it's also very important to our business is agriculture and beef producers because both of those businesses are very heavy on relationship and tradition. 
And as you mentioned, you know, genetics play a, a huge role in the stock show. How has that changed over the years, and and what's next for the future of genetics in the livestock industry? Stacy, with a loaded question. <laughs> now then, um, so as we look at animals, we're seeing that the genes that they're carrying that they've inherited from their parents and their ancestors, and so we can see nods to different trends over time. And so for those listening that are maybe familiar with the livestock industry, specifically the beef industry, I'll speak from that perspective because that's where I'm representing while I'm at Stock Show, is we started in the 50s and 60s with the really small, the really short, the really wide cattle. And then we saw a move in the 70s and 80s to taller, longer, leggier cattle with a different growth pattern. And then through genetics and breeding, uh, through selecting different breeds and different families within those breeds, we've changed the type of cattle that we're offering a couple of times since then. And we will probably continue to do so. We have some more modern tools, just like with any technology. I mean, think about the first cell phone and to the smartphones that we carry in our pockets. The livestock industry is no different and the genetic tools that we have available. I mean, we've transitioned from pen to paper to storing records on computers, and then we have genetic predictions like expected progeny differences. Now, those have been around for a really long time, and they developed a strong presence in the dairy industry and then evolved into the beef industry, and we've had those for a really long time, and some of the traits and the columns that are represented there have been there from the beginning of these calculations, and we're... Our breed associations are continually developing new columns of predictions and traits to help producers produce cattle more sustainably, more responsibly, more efficiently, all the time with the consumer in mind. Because at the end of the day, we're not just marketing genetics. We are working to feed an ever-growing population a safe, wholesome, and sustainable product. And we can use other tools like genomics and looking into that animal's DNA to see specifically what they have and then combining that with those numerical predictions. So oftentimes we see technology moving faster. So we're almost outrunning our own horse sometimes. And so that's where CSU and some of our other land grant institutions come in is we can help serve as a bridge or a place for folks that are interested in livestock breeding to come and learn more about it as it's happening. Because not only are our scientists learning more and sharing more about it, but oftentimes we are working behind the curtain to assist companies and associations in developing some of these new informations and new technologies. Now, you're also the advisor for CSU's seed stock merchandising team, as I mentioned earlier. How did the seed stock team get started? The seed stock team actually started Nearly 50 years ago, under the direction of Bob Taylor, a faculty member in our animal sciences department, with an interest in hands-on teaching and learning by doing and sharing mainly beef cattle production with his students. And so I believe it was in 1976 and 77, he had the first seed stock merchandising class. And so they planned a small sale and they offered Hereford and Angus Genetics that were part of our on-campus herd. They offered those in the first sale. And so we're continuing that tradition again this coming winter. And so through that, I'm the fourth faculty member fortunate enough to serve as the advisor to the seed stock merchandising team. About 20 years ago is when we started exhibiting cattle at National Western Stock Show from the Animal Sciences Department. And that strong relationship has continued. 
And so the opportunity for our students about networking and creating relationships, but then it's also helping them develop some leadership skills and finding some grit and some strength, but then also time management and organization. And because genetics and livestock production are ever evolving and it takes a lot of records and record keeping they're very proficient at organizing data and digging through data and asking good questions and then investigating that data to find answers and to help identify those animals that are going to be our highest quality to offer from our CSU herd. I got a chance to see the team prepping the cattle last year and I was amazed at the the hours of work that go into getting them show ready for what essentially is about 10 minutes in the in the actual ring, the team won two division champion pens along with selling pick of the pen. What do awards like that mean for the team? So it's not just a victory that's about the plaques and ribbons, although we do enjoy the plaques and ribbons and the articles and the pictures that come. But also, if you look at some of the students that I've had on recent teams, some of them came to CSU Animal Sciences with no experience. They came here knowing that they liked animals and wound up falling in love with livestock, specifically beef cattle, finding their way to the seed stock team and then creating their own niche network of peers on that team. Because we work really hard from usually end of September, first part of October through the first of March, getting our cattle ready for Denver, getting sale cattle ready for a February sale and those types of things. We spend a lot of long hours together because we have to fit in cattle work and ranch work outside of classes. And oftentimes students also have jobs, whether on campus or off campus. And so we have to squeeze cattle work in around that as well. So these students are learning there's value to these prizes in that they're building friendships and relationships that are going to last them forever. They're expanding their network, not just here on campus with faculty and graduate students and other students, but also with all of the folks that we are fortunate to engage with and we're at Stock Show, whether that is public, other breeders, industry professionals. After that, we go to the National Cattlemen's Beef Association annual convention and trade show. And so they will meet thousands of folks from all over all sectors of the industry, they are able to visit about jobs and internships and different types of careers, hear stories from folks in career paths that they might be interested in. So there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot more to that trophy that they maybe don't realize until well after that trophy is sitting in a cabinet in the animal sciences building collecting dust. But then also for CSU's breeding program, that represents progress. That then is kind of an assurance, if you will, that we're making some progressive genetic decisions so that we're creating animals that are useful and attractive to our industry that are complementing other breeders' programs. And then we can also use that as a mechanism to advertise for our own sale that happens not long after National Western. We have a pretty busy winter. Well, we wish you good luck uh, this year. And thanks so much for talking with me today. No problem. Thank you. That was CSU Animal Sciences Assistant Professor and CSU Seed Stock Merchandising Team Advisor, Sam Cunningham. The 2024 National Western Stock Show runs through January 21st. I'm your host, Stacey Nick, and you're listening to CSU's The Audit.